You're listening to the Market Expert Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. All right, with me today, U.S. Congressman Kevin Hearn. Uh, let's talk about housing supply, lumber. Uh, what makes you, the, the U.S. great and kind of what some of the challenges that we're, we're facing right now? First of all, I, I want to kick it off with lumber supply. You have a, a background in building and and are a business person yourself. So we have a crisis here and it's causing causing housing prices to skyrocket. What is happening? Well, I think, um, you know, when you look at the real estate industry, obviously the supply chain is not what drives the business, it's what drives the prices. And I, I think there's this insatiable appetite because mortgage rates are so low. I think also when you talk to uh, the different people across the country, as we have the opportunity to do in, in this job, uh, you people are sitting around their homes now longer than they've ever sat around their homes uh, working from their home offices because of COVID. And they've looked around and said, you know, we'd like to change this, remodel this, or let's just go build a new home. And then mortgage rates being the lowest that we've seen in, you know, decades, uh, people said it's the, it's the perfect opportunity. Let's go buy what we want instead of remodeling what we have. We have low mortgage rates. And so this all pent-up demand happened. At the same time, on the other side of the equation, the supply chain to get to uh, to this house for these these new owners. Uh, you had a shortage in labor. Uh, obviously, we had a, a shortage uh, because of people afraid to get out and work, couldn't get out and work. Uh, very difficult to go out and build houses in mass at the rate you need to do it. Then you also had the, the commodities, the lumber, uh, the, the nails, the roofing materials, the bricks, uh, the drywall to build these homes. Uh, specifically about, you know, most all of these uh, we build in the United States with the exception of enough lumber to do the jobs uh, that we need across the country. And what we saw were our big sawmillers in the U.S. and around the world just basically shut down when COVID started. And because they weren't certain that the, the industry would come back or would be stagnant for a long time, as we've seen so many times before, housing prices have been the sort of the hub of all things bad when we have downturns in the economy. This, this was completely different. And uh, they got behind the eight ball, so to speak, on supplying our builders and the, uh, this insatiable appetite to build. And we also had to import a lot of lumber from Canada. And the Canadian relationship has been uh, really difficult for you know four or five decades mostly because most of the timberland in Canada is owned by the Canadian government and most of the timberland in the United States is owned by private business people, investors. And so when you have Canadian government involved in the lumber commodities, they can buy, sell the price at whatever they want to set it at and flood the markets. Uh, we tried to correct this uh, to some extent in NAFTA back in 1994. Uh, and then again in the USMCA, two years ago, which was basically NAFTA 2.0. But we have an equal problem with our sawmillers not back up to speed where they need to be, way behind. Also, kind of a combination to this is our, our lumber tariffs came off of the China relationship in February. The Chinese came and bid up a lot of uh, lumber. Uh, if you're going for $30 a thousand, I believe was the number, they, were, they paid $50 a thousand and bought a thousand containers. So if you're a sawmiller in business in the United States, you're looking to see, you know, if there's no restrictions, you're going to sell to the highest bidder. And that's what happened. And uh, I had a chance to uh, ask these questions of the, the new U.S. Uh, trade representative, Catherine Tai, 
And she said she would use uh, any means, exhaust all options to, to correct this problem. And I put her on the spot and said, what does that mean? She said, honestly, I don't know. I mean, she's on the record for saying that. Um, interestingly enough, uh, two days later, the Canadian consulate called my office wanting to speak to me. And so we, we had a great uh, conversation and she too agreed that something needed to be done because they need the working relationship of the United States. They don't want a bad relationship. And so uh, I think we brought this to a place where it hasn't been before. We've also created a letter uh, for our realtors and our home builders. Uh, so we, we've done a lot of work behind the scenes to get to this crescendo. So now it's in the hands of the Biden administration to get something actually done. So I'm hearing that this this is uh, a short-term issue and that people are willing to, to work together to, to fix it. Do you have any idea, uh, obviously hard to predict, what the time frame would be to turn something like this around? Because it has really created what I'm calling a crisis for affordable housing. Well, I think a couple of things. One is uh, how quickly, uh, well, obviously it's like anything else, it's the slowing down of the buying of homes so that people can catch up. It's also, um, it may be some curtailing. Uh, these are options, and I, I'm not saying this is any legislation as of yet, but, you know, inflation continues to grow. Housing uh, is going to slow down. Uh, we saw, we're seeing right now about a 6% inflation annualized rate right now, uh, which is devastating to the home industry and, and other things as well, because it's a tax on everybody. You have less disposable income. Uh, secondly, you, you could impose uh, tariffs back on China to stop them from coming in and buying a lot of our lumber products and, and removing from here. Uh, secondly, you could go in and, and, and impose you know, additional tariffs on Canada. Uh, I guess another option would be is to do an investigation to make sure that there's not collusion among our sawmill uh, companies across the United States, uh, keep, uh, keeping prices high. So a lot of these things can all happen. Uh, right now, it is uh, at the highest level uh, of government trying to work this situation out. Well, good information and a great update. Thank you, Congressman Hearn. You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin. valuable asset for our future is our country's kids today. We all know they need a good education to find the road to success, but it's not easy for them sometimes to go from traditional education to a successful career. And that's where you and I can make a difference by being a volunteer for junior achievement. Hey, this is Dan Potter. I was fortunate. I was part of Junior Achievement when I was in school. As a matter of fact, Junior Achievement was where I started my broadcast career. Junior Achievement serves as a bridge between the education and business world, providing necessary skills in financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship. Volunteers just like you and me can be part of bridging the gap with hands-on lessons and providing students with the knowledge and skills they need for the future. Join me as a Junior Achievement volunteer. Be a bridge. Become a Junior Achievement volunteer today. If you can't give your time just 30 bucks will send a kid to ja biztown you can volunteer or make a donation on the krmg app or at krmg.com